Welcome back, filthy hoes, <laughs> to <laughs> this week's episode of Unpacked Filth. It might be like the next day. I don't know how we're feeling. Frisky. Frisky and fun. So, um, yeah, we're doing part two of our glow up episode. And before we go any further, mm-hmm. I just want to confirm our Instagram handle is at Unpacked Filth. <laughs> just want to confirm that. <laughs> Thank you. Or was just like, what's our fucking shit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. Okay, but um, yeah, so this is um, E with a K. And I'm E with a C. And this is Unpacked Filth. Uh, we're talking about our glow-ups. And um, so we were really wanting to get into our mess mm-hmm. of our early 20s, um, which, ooh, child. <laughs> I know. So when we left off, we were going to talk about my adventures. Mm-hmm. My year of AmeriCorps, which basically means I did a year of volunteer service at a nonprofit in Boston. And yes. I was not with it. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, it was cool. Like the actual service itself was cool. Okay. But I thought it was a little messy and disorganized, but they were in a year of transition. So, of course, that's going to be messy and disorganized. I know. Don't have people coming after us. I know. I know. I know it's going to be messy and disorganized. I was just like, I was also in a site that kind of managed itself, and they really didn't, I felt like they didn't really need me. Mm -hmm. So, I felt kind of lost in my career of things. But it definitely allowed me to grow as a person because I moved to Boston, which is States away from where my family was. 17 hours. 17 hours. Yeah. The drive, at least. Yeah. It's only like a three-hour plane ride. Maybe. Yeah, if that. If that. Um, anyway, so I know my family around. They really couldn't help me that much. My dad helped me with the initial setup. But other than that, they really couldn't help me that much. And I had to learn how to stand on my own and be in a city with no friends, no family. Mm-hmm. No, nothing. But I made it okay. I made it through the whole year. Had some pretty good roommates. Yeah. Had a very obnoxious roommate. But well, besides all that, um, yeah. The what was it? Crunk House. The Crunk Palace. The Crunk Palace. Her story, you guys. I'm not to like boost you up or whatever, because like stay humble but like <laughs> she is my absolute favorite person because <laughs> she just has these like stories and they're so wild and i'm just like wow that's crazy like your crunk palace days <laughs> because all right so the reason we called it the crunk palace we moved into this dilapidated apartment in somerville Mm-hmm. There were heroin needles all over. We had to spend like a whole day cleaning mm-hmm. the house out after the tenants. And we find the word crunk spray painted into the wall. And I kind of joke like, oh, we should lean into it and bedazzle it. So one of my roommates bedazzled the crunk. <laughs> so we were dubbed the crunk palace. I love it. And we had parties there like once every two months. I love it. That's that's like the young adult dream. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. Um, well, for me, I, first of all, I just want to preface, I was on some fucking bullshit looking back and I don't beat myself up about it anymore, but like, it's definitely something I had to come to terms with, but I pretty much skewed my life like way the fuck left. 
Um, so like you went and had this amazing adventure in Boston. Kudos. <laughs> I decided to fucking play house <laughs> with these people <laughs> God. that I don't know if they lied to me or if I was just naive, maybe both. But um, for me, I had the same boyfriend that I was um, with for like nine years. I told him all through college that we would live together after I finished school. So I at least did the smart thing and finished my education. <laughs> well, the first part of my education. And then I got offered, and this is like out of a soap opera. So I'm going to try to make it concise and not bore you to tears. Mm -hmm. But um, so he had a brother, a long lost brother that, <laughs> that he had not met before until <sighs> that year that he was in a... Um, a car accident what? where he like broke his neck essentially i'm talking about my ex so he broke his neck he his brother from another mother reached out to him and was just like i really want you to um have a relationship with you they so happened to live in charlotte so he lived in charlotte with his wife and invited my ex to like go with them. So like I, at the last semester of college was like entangled in these fucking people. And these people offered me a job at a floor covering business. We will not talk about who these people fucking were. Mm. So in the span of like two months, I graduated from college. I moved out of my apartment in at, from school Got a real apartment in Charlotte, which was really cute. That's probably the only silver lining. It had a fireplace. Oh my gosh. It was a very nice place. It was a really cute place. Not the place, the, the first one you went to. The second one. No, no. The, the first one that, oh. I, that you went to. You, well, whatever. Fuck it. Anyway. Anyway, not They were board. both cute. They were <laughs> anyway. And um, so I lived with my boyfriend and it pretty much like turned into a shit show. So I got this job, went to this place. Um, some shit that I'm not ready to talk about transpired, but then I got fired from that job because the owner of that company was just like, fuck all these black people working with me. I'm not exaggerating. Like he fired all the black people. Um, so I signed a new lease on this apartment, <laughs> had this boyfriend and I was in a situation that was fucked up. Um, and I pretty much was like, okay, I have to make this work because I made my bed. So I decided to go to work. I worked at a few different places um, and was on a journey of complete depression. Oh. <laughs> so, um, cause essentially like all that happened in a span of like three months. And I was just like, okay, survival mode. I cannot fail. And I should have took my ass the fuck home after that first year. Um, but I did it and I, I had some really good memories. I think I grew as a person. I realized what, um, it meant to be a adult. And then in addition to that, in my transition to growing up, I realized that love and relationships are not going to make you happy if you are not compatible. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> and um Ooh. and you know i can i have enough growth because this is the glow up episode mm -hmm. where i can recognize that i 
was at fault because I didn't know my boundaries and I didn't know um, when to just say this isn't working for me. Mm. And I just let it crumple. At the same token, I think us as women and particularly women as color, we're taught that we have to, you know, be strong and make things work and put things back together and kind of move forward as much as possible. So I think a lot of that was, well, not all of that, but partially your growth is from having to unlearn these patterns and having to reestablish what it means for you to move forward. Yeah. Um, yeah, that too. And I think part of what you were saying is like unlearning patterns, but just like recognizing that there are patterns to begin with is when you can really go from like where you are and where you need to be. Because like the reason why we started talking about our glow ups is because you have these moments of clarity where um, you realize that there are patterns to unlearn. And when you are, are cognizant of the things that are going on um, in your life or like in your headspace or whatever, you can you can take control of that and you can then say, okay, I can make better decisions because I recognize what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so for you, you got to Boston, you were in this volunteer situation. Mm-hmm. We're all at this point struggling for money, which by the way, if you're like 20 years old listening to this, you're going to be broke for a really long time. A very long time. And if you do AmeriCorps, you're going to be very broke. <laughs> and- I was on food stamps. I had rent um, assistance. Mm-hmm. We had heating assistance. We tried like, my roommates were also working either part-time or we all worked in AmeriCorps. Yeah. And this is part of the program. I think you remember you saying that you had to do these things mm-hmm. because you couldn't. Yeah. We couldn't work a second job to afford any of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Um, you had to be real poor. And then after AmeriCorps, I was still very poor for a very long time because I had bills piling up. I had, for some reason, decided to get a credit card Fucked to in. build my credit. I, but too, got a credit card. How old were you? I was 25. Oh, okay. I. I was 22 (laughs) and I thought if I got a credit card, I could like offset some like stress. Mm. But here's the thing, little filthies. Um, filthies. That interest free. It has more stress. (laughs) You get more fucking stress. You get more stress and you don't recognize um, patterns that listen to me. You don't recognize patterns that um, that your parents had or that other people are doing that are not conducive to what you need. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so when we're in these situations, like yours was AmeriCorps, mine was this um, playing house scenario. Um, you know, some things that you did or didn't do is not for you. And you need to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, what else fucking happened in these situations for me? Um, I can just say like the whole poor aspect, like being like without a lot of money, like living paycheck to paycheck, living to pay rent. Um, that 
is very humbling just because, you know, at any moment, like, I think I got like threatens of eviction. <laughs> and this was like me, like, and it wasn't like, I was always like this. Like I very much like tried to get ahead of this, this stuff and was like, okay, I know my bills are due. And I didn't have a partner that wanted to help me. And so I was doing it by myself and I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't want to ask for help. And, um, it just kind of kept piling up. So mm-hmm. for, for me, I think that a lot of my growth is like, uh, like just not letting stuff get to the point where you just can't fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me after a miracle, I bounced around a lot. Mm-hmm. I lived in Myrtle beach with a very good friend of mine and she was, she was so good to me. She let me live with her. Even though I was working three retail jobs, I couldn't afford to pay rent. I couldn't afford to pay for anything, Mm -hmm. but she still let me live with her until I figured things out. And then I moved back home with my dad and I really fucking hated that because I was used to being this independent badass bitch. You could like handle it on her own and I couldn't. So I was on play for a while. I took like, I mean, I had seasonal jobs, but, mm-hmm. and I worked at a call center that wasn't for me. And then I started doing phone sex to earn some extra money. Then eventually I started a job in legal administration and I've been there ever since. Yeah. But for me, growing up and ultimately glowing up means that I had to admit that I needed help from my dad, even though I didn't want help from either of my parents. Right. We'll have to get into like parents. Yeah, um, parents is a separate episode. And if you're fortunate enough to have very supportive parents, thankfully I did for sure. And I, I know that you um, have your own experience as well. Don't want to speak for you. But um, if you're thankful to have those people in your life that want to help you, reach out to them because, um, you know, if you don't, <laughs> then as people will tell you who don't have that support system, it's very hard. Mm -hmm. Um, But people who want to give you some advice, especially being so young, you should listen to them or even just ask for their advice, even if you don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because part of glowing up is there's a, there's a humbling experience when you have to be like, you know what, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And you have to like pretty much go like with your tail between your legs and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. So I sucked it up. I mean, it's weird living with your parents after graduation. Well, in my case, my parent Mm -hmm. after graduation, because he wanted to give me a sense of independence and autonomy, but he's my dad and he doesn't treat me like his child. Right. So I was stuck in a limbo, Mm -hmm. but that limbo allowed me to save some money and then ultimately move in with you for a while. Yeah. So I think one of the best times of our lives was when I left my situation, moved home. I lived with my brother for a while until he um, had an opportunity elsewhere. And I was like, so let's fucking do it. (laughs) And you're like, actually, no, that's not how it went. No, you were like, I was like, I got a good setup here. I was like, so um, are you moving in? You're like, yep. And I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, because I, all right. So the reason behind that is actually very petty. Um, my sister did something that really pissed me off. Yeah. We got into a huge argument. Mm-hmm. Pulled her hair. 
Just kidding. I would never. Um, <laughs> I wanted to, but I would never. I was trying to make you sound like crazy. No. <laughs> and I, I stayed over at your place for a week. Yeah. And it turned to two weeks. And you're like, so do you just live here now? And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> How much is rent? <laughs> like this much. Um, so, yeah. The times where, like, it went from really ugly and pitiful to where you finally am- admitted to needing help and just accepting the help. Um, oh, and one thing I wanted to touch on, by the way, because I love your dad. Um, but I also wanted to say that when... Your parents are parents for the first time. And so, like, especially if if you're the oldest, because in your case, you're the oldest, I'm the Mm -hmm. youngest. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of shit they they haven't done before. So I just want to say, like, if you have supportive parents, if they're not, like, assholes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just give them some grace to, like, figure out their, your adult relationship with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they have never parented an adult before. Yeah. And you've never been an adult before. (laughs) So. You guys have to figure out a whole new dynamic between each other. Exactly. Especially if you haven't lived home for a while. So both of us ended up having to come home. I was in close proximity with my parents and then you were living with your parent. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like cut him some slack, man. Like I know not a lot of people want to hear that, especially if you're younger, but us being mature millennials, <laughs> mature women. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that that's really worth noting, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think us living together was really good for a variety of reasons. But I think the number one reason is that we pushed each other to see beyond what our small town was willing to offer us. Like, I was settling into a very toxic relationship. And I was like, oh, maybe this is it. But you really pushed me. Like, no, you wanted to be out of here. Yeah. You don't have to take this man with you. I was like, so what happened? That was the one thing. Can we side note? I know we're like a little bit into the conversation, but okay. I know we don't have time, but <laughs> it was just that I kept having to be like, you know, remember you had like dreams before this guy and you know, if he's not going to come, like he, he don't have to come, <laughs> you know? And I think like people who have friends like that, who are in relationships that, you want the best for them. Like, it's not like I, I wanted you guys to fail or anything or whatever, but you know, you, I think a healthy way is to just remind your friends that they are who they are and it's okay if they want different things mm-hmm. from their partner. And they're more than their relationship. Exactly. So I was like, if he's not going to move with you, then you have to be okay with letting him be where he's at. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that yeah. either. Because he talked a really good game of wanting to like move with me and all this other stuff, but yeah, he couldn't put up. Yeah, so he had to shut up. <laughs> he had to shut up. Um, but part of the things with living with you was um, discovering, like, you know, my sense of style. Because at the end of my relationship, where I moved from Charlotte back home, I was very like broken. Like I didn't know like who I was at all. And so with you, like. You got me into like going to Ulta and like going to Starbucks and like having these experiences. And that's when I started getting my nails done um, weekly for myself. I would take myself out to dinner um, and just having a chance to like sit with myself. Um, 
So you really helped me with that. Just yeah, rediscovering. Yeah. And I think it allowed both of us to be more bold in the way that we moved about the world mm -hmm. and the way that we allowed ourselves to dream. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh. I mean, could, honestly, like, could 23-year-old Erica, either Erica, imagine picking up everything mm -hmm. and just moving to a whole new city? My ass would have still been in Sumter had you not um, <laughs> pulled me. Sorry, I did. I don't know if you tell people where we live. Yeah. But um, whatever. I would have still lived there. I'm one of those people. I'm a creature of habit. I don't like to move. Even this round in Boston, like you've moved like three times and I've like been in the same fucking spot. I don't like change. <laughs> so like had my dear friend not been there for me to say like, hey, you want to do this thing? And I'm just like, I don't know, but you're here. So it might be okay. And I mean, it could have got really fucked up. I mean, I think <laughs> it could have went like the opposite, but it did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think 23, 23 year old me. 23-year-old me was just like, how the fuck am I going to get out of thousands of dollars of debt? <laughs> like, that was me at 23. I don't know. What were I, you? <laughs> I mean, 23-year-old me was trying to figure it out. And you know what? 28-year-old me, which is how old I am now, is still trying to figure it out. But I think since we are more glowed up than what we were, I'm more confident, even in the insecurities, even in the I don't knows. Yeah. Because 18 year old me, like high school me, college me, felt like I needed to have it all figured out. I had a track I thought I was going to go down. I was really like, I'm going to be in law. I'm going to be in legal administration first. And then I'm going to go to law school. And then I'm going to be a lawyer. And then I'm going to go into Congress. And then I'm going to go into, like, I had a lot of like high dreams for myself. Yeah. And I felt like I needed to be on this track. And that was the only way that I was really gaining any confidence and any surety in myself. Mm -hmm. But now that I've developed and glowed up more, I'm okay with not knowing. And it bothers me sometimes. Like, I don't feel as confident in my career path as I would like to be. Yeah. Or I'm not as fulfilled as I would like to be. Mm -hmm. But I'm more okay with it. And that being more okay and more confident in myself is translating to other areas of my life. Like my hobbies my um relationship mm -hmm. my friendships and i think that's something that you know the filthy fam or the filthies however you guys want to call yourselves that's something that you can reflect on and that's something that we can talk about more in our conversations what about you ah uh, you like hit it on i loved it um yeah same thing with me for my i didn't have a lot of high expectations for myself i think I'm the opposite. Like you're very, you were very um, structured and driven. Like you knew what you wanted. And I was just kind of like, Oh, let's see what happens. Like I didn't have a direction for sure that I wanted to go in. And so that's why when I was in school, I would be like, well, maybe I'll do this, but this also sounds good and blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, so for me, it took like finding a career path that I'm good at and sticking to that. Um, and so now I, even though I'm in a place of um, uncertainty, I kind of like did the work of, okay, if I'm in this moment, I'm going to do the best in this very moment. And it's helped me kind of transition. So yeah, things are uncomfortable right now, but part of my glow up, I believe is being comfortable um, in uncertainty because like you put in the work, like that's another thing you have to remember about glow ups is like, 
you did the work to be who you are today. You know, everything that you went through, even if it was like embarrassing or like kind of a low moment or like not the best decision, like it all encompasses who you are right now. And so for me, um, I can appreciate those aspects of myself now because I know where I've been, you know, and -hmm. it's exciting for me. Right. And even though I'm not like absolutely sure where I'm going, I trust myself to navigate these situations more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we only have a few minutes left. Is there anything else you want to add or should we just leave the conversation to the filth? Yeah, I think everyone, um, we would love to hear your um, experiences blowing up where you were 10 years ago to where you are today in 2020. Because 2020, I would say like, and we eventually want to bring this into the segment of like my woo-woo side. (laughs) (laughs) I do a little bit of um, spiritual stuff and like tarot and things like that. But um, I think 2020 is like all encompassing of all the shit that's happened in the last like 10 to 20 years. Like we're all coming to a head on some bullshit, even though, even if you believe that or not, like sometimes people believe things happen for a reason, but I think this is like the ultimate, like, all right, like, you know, we are a little nasty and this is why <laughs> this is happening. Oh, know. is this the Carol princess Carolyn pep talk? Like you got to get your shit together. Yeah. I think 2020 is you got to get your shit together because I think like, even though me and you and some of our listeners um, are getting it together, there's a lot of us who haven't had that reckoning with their spirit. And that's like the woo side of me, but <laughs> like that reckoning of just like, okay, like, you know, what fucking now, now that there is like the world has pretty much stopped and this is probably never going to happen again in our lifetime. This is never going to happen again. Like, I hope, I hope, I hope this never happens again, but I don't think it will, but the world has stopped. And like you, we've had time to reflect on our 10 year glow up and who we are and being comfortable and sitting right where you're at. Cause essentially like what's happening is that not to get really dark, but like people are dying and they're dying right where they're at, Mm -hmm. you know? And so how comfortable are you with where you've been and where you are now? Mm. So that's your food for thought. Food. Eat it. (laughs) But once again, you can reach us at our Instagram at unpackfilth Mm -hmm. or our email unpackfilth at gmail.com. I would love to answer like listener questions. Yeah. If you guys want to send in questions, please do. Yeah. Or even like testimonies. We're going to really like flesh this out. You guys tell us what you want to hear. But um, we definitely will talk to you guys next time. Mm -hmm. And um, it's always really great to be here with you. Aww, it's great to be here with you too. And I'm glad we're doing this. You glue up, girl. <laughs> so did you. <laughs> shine so bright. Please shine so bright. It's magic. <laughs> okay, bye. bye. <laughs>